Hey there, I've got Tim Washer here and I am really excited to talk with him. He's not only a really smart guy, but he's really funny too. He's a joy to talk to and I'm really excited to be able to share uh, his experience and his expertise with us today. So thanks Tim for joining us. Oh yeah, Thank, thanks Valerie. It's, it's good to see you again. Yeah, it's good to see you. We were just actually talking about the last time we saw each other was literally days before the country shut down for the pandemic at one of the last conferences that happened. So uh, it's it's kind of nice to to reminisce about the old days. <laughs> when there were people and you could you had suitcases, you know, and got on planes. You went in airplanes yeah. yes. and, you know, you went through security and you worried about oh. TSA and all of that fun stuff. I haven't used my, my TSA pre and over a year now so it's yeah. but uh, i miss tsa i never thought i'd say that but i miss, miss tsa, TSA. Yeah. Yeah. yeah i i bet they miss you too so <laughs> <laughs> or maybe they don't <laughs> i don't think so no uh well so tim uh you and i hung out here at a, a marketing conference about a year ago but tell people a little bit you know what what should people know about you when they hear the name tim washer i uh, i guess a, a an interest in and a passion for for comedy and for laughter. So I I worked in the I went to business school and and was pursuing a career in marketing. And then uh, there was a moment where there were I realized there was this calling in my life to work in comedy, and it had no idea how to go about that. It was actually very was incredibly scared on moving forward with that, and it was really tough. And a friend of mine said, "Oh, there's a there's a club there's a comedy." theater here called Upright Citizens Brigade. You should go check that out in New York City. And so that's where I started improv classes. And, and Amy Poehler was my teacher. This is like two years before she got onto SNL. So uh, it's been about a, a two years studying with her and then got to write for her uh, when she moved to SNL and do some sketches and things like that. And then worked on Conan and uh, uh, The Late Show. And uh, you know, I, most recently, it's been like before the shutdown, John Oliver's show. So that's kind of been, that's now my full-time gig is doing that and also doing conferences. When I say full-time, of course, that means, you know, maybe one a year now, you know. Uh, it, the world has the, changed here, huh? It's changed quite a bit. <laughs> and people are just now starting to, I think, really say, all right, we need some, I think people are so exhausted of being anxious that they're saying, look, we need some laughter. And so, which is wonderful for me, those doors are starting to open. So uh, before COVID, I was speaking mostly at, uh, I did work at IBM in communications, then I worked in Cisco in, in marketing and social media for, so that was about 12 year period right there with those two. And got a job, uh, or in my job, started speaking at conferences and in marketing conferences, showing people how to use humor in your social media and that idea is just to you know sometimes we get so hung up on a, a call to action in everything we produce you know every every even photos and every post has to have a cta yeah and that i i think when a relationship is when one part of the relationship is always asking for something it's it, it's not it gets old after a while and yeah. so i'm i'm a big believer that Every now and then you need to create a gift of laughter, just entertain and, mm -hmm. and don't ask for anything, but, but give back to your, your partners, your customers and, and, you know, make, if you can make them laugh, especially now, I mean, it's so, it, it's, it's so appreciated. 
So that's that's kind of what where the two worlds collided and how it's uh, I guess how it's how it's opened up into like a career. That's really neat. I mean, there's not many people out there that can combine com- comedy and marketing and this communications kind of gel or whatever that you've kind of created here. I mean, it's pretty unique to find someone like you that has that combination. So, I mean, I can do marketing, but I don't really think of myself as a comedian. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, not, I'm not the most witty. I'll just say that. I'm not quick uh, on my feet like a lot of people I, in the world. I, so I don't know about that. We, we had a fun time at the conference. There were we some did. funny moments there. And, you know, part of, part of the things we laughed at, uh, our little group who was, were working right. together in that room, was, was about the, the struggle of how COVID was impacting things. Right. You, and you that know, was just the very beginning. It was the very beginning. And, and people were just just starting to say, let's not shake hands. You know, let's maybe just do a fist bump or an elbow. The shake. elbow bump. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but but we were all there was no social distancing at that right. time. You right. Know, we were all going out to dinner together and, and things like that. And uh, but there were times where you'd see something, you know, like somebody would leave their trash in the room and it's like, ah, I, should I pick that up? You know, yeah, the germs, right? Yes, right. <laughs> so, but that that kind of anxiety, I think, created some humor yeah. and, and a way for people to connect over that. Because those of us who were left in that room, right, and want to get things ready for the next speaker, I mean, it was something to kind of laugh about. And and of course, uh, yeah, I think I think it's a great release from yeah. uh, anxiety. Well, it's interesting because I went through our local National Speakers Association's uh, Speaker Academy about a year. It was supposed to finish up last May. So I was a little over halfway when you and I first met at the, at the conference. And um, I just remember during a lot of those sessions, uh, them talking about kind of looking for stories everywhere you go, which I'm sure you're probably doing 24-7 as a comedian. Um, but you know, speakers are constantly trying to look for different stories they can use right. as analogies. Um, I think comedians have like you kind of take it to the next level. Like you're looking for the stories or the opportunities, uh, but you're also looking for the ones that are going to be humorous as well. So uh, it's it's interesting. I noticed when I first started doing social media from a marketing perspective, there's a mindset shift that you have to make to kind of think through those moments in your everyday mo- in your everyday life that you could tweet about or photo opportunities within mm-hmm. a business. And it, it's a mindset shift. So it's similar with comedy. You kind of have a different hat that you wear than everybody else that's walking around the world. So I, I really that, appreciate right. that. Yeah. And I think, I think comedians tend to see the absurdity in, mm-hmm. in life and uh, tend to, I mean, we, we are, we are, we, we, we do spend a lot of time, in a dark place. That's no question about that. I think comedians struggle. What it, as my therapist explained to me, a lot of comedians and artists, they have, they have highs and lows, you know, really high highs, really low lows. And uh, that, that's been a struggle for me for sure is especially during COVID, but we do see things. Uh, we do see the absurdity and things. And I, I, I think there can be a lot of good because you're, you're taking, you can take again, a painful situation and find the joy and the laughter in it. Right. And try to reframe things and just flip things. So you start to, I think everybody should start writing comedy because I think once you do, 
when when something painful comes your way, you you flip it and you you come up with something that makes you laugh. Yeah, and uh, that's that's been a helpful survival skill for me. Oh, I love that. Well, that kind of kind of segues into this concept of of innovating and just being willing to kind of go with the flow. This last year's provided a huge opportunity for you to kind of learn that. <laughs> I think all of us we've had to learn yeah. that, but. Uh, just in talking with you in the past, like I know that you've had to kind of rethink some things and innovate and, um, you know, tell me a little bit about how, how are you kind of reframing what you do for people, given the fact that things are more virtual now, um, maybe just in light of everything that the whole world has experienced emotionally and psychologically, you know, how are you approaching things and innovating there? Uh, it, it started off with me just kind of um, curling up in a ball in the fetal position, I think, which <laughs> is, is probably not the most mature response, but probably the most when, human response. Though. It, it's a, yeah, it is. It is. And uh, there was so many things that happened, you know, so many of us speakers, uh, the, uh, you know, all of our business was canceled because there weren't conferences. Right. And so I had that, but then the thing is, if things, as things moved to um, remote and virtual conferences, it's very different when a lot of your work is to bring laughter because on a Zoom call, it just, it's, it does not feel the same. And I did, I definitely let that get in the way of moving forward. I think I, I really was, I really was mourning, you know, feeling a loss for, uh, being in a room and being able to enjoy laughter, you know, and, and that feeling of accomplishment of being able to make a room laugh. That's, that's uh, that was a hard loss for me. And I, man, I went into a, there, I went to a dark place pretty quickly. And then, you know, when, on top of it, the gym closed down and, mm-hmm. you know, you can't go work. Oh, I'm, I'm the kind of guy that needs to be in a spin class. I need to have like, you know, 30 oh, people. I didn't realize that we me. have that in common. Oh yeah. I love Yeah. It. I love spinning. I, I don't do well on my own, you know, as, as a self-motivator. My LinkedIn will not say self-motivated. It's nowhere on there. <laughs> it's not, you it thrive says, on the, the energy of others around you. That's right. Emotionally dependent on a class of 30 people is what it says. <laughs> and bikes, they go nowhere. Go nowhere. Uh, <laughs> so that, that was hard for me to adjust. And um, it, it took it it took a long time to finally kind of get up off the floor and say, all right, let me figure this out and, and move forward. And when I was finally willing to do that, there was a change on uh, the client side. A lot of people who were not having conferences were starting to realize, okay, we're tired of being anxious, you know, and people feel disconnected. Let's bring some humor in here. Let's bring some right. laughter in. So uh, thank goodness, I think more people were starting to reach out and say, hey, can you come? We're going to do a holiday party or in January, like a kickoff meeting. You know, we have our annual kickoff and we want it to be funny. So some of that was like writing um, comedy monologues for CEOs. Some of it was performing those virtually. Different things like that. Oh, it's been it's been a blast. It's been a blast. But it was a tough. Oh, my goodness. It was it was hard getting there. It was incredibly discouraging at first, and and I really had a tough time getting myself to you know the word is pivot, which is kind of you know overused now, of course, along right. with uh, unprecedented. Yeah, so right, I, I had a hard time. They're both I, very true, though. Oh, so. they're right. They're spot on. Yeah, they're spot on exactly. So I I finally uh, 
you know, th things aligned and that that's what I ended up doing. And mostly now is where the focus has kind of been on a marketing side in the past. Now, now more of it's helping an organization internally rebuild their culture and getting people to feel like they enjoy connecting to feel. The thing is, if you, if you can bring laughter and if you can make somebody laugh in a business context, that that's the most intimate connection you can have with them. Right. Well, and I and, would imagine just virtually that's, that's wow. even more important now than ever yes. before. That's right. Because people feel so disconnected, incredibly disconnected. So that's to be part of that process has been a joy and also see other people uh, who, who've struggled in the way that I have and kind of understand that pain and be able to write comedy that comes from that pain. It's, it's, it, it's a wonderful way to express empathy that way and say, right. look, I've been there and I've been down the hole. I know how to get out and, right. you know, maybe this will help. Oh, that's great. So, you know, a lot of times I like to talk about kind of the positive first, but, you know, it, you've just shared here a struggle and kind of a time when maybe things weren't really winning <laughs> for you and you've kind of looked for a way to get out. Are there any other insights that you've had either from, you know, the last year or previous times when things just were not necessarily going the right way, what has been a way that you kind of move forward from from that that uh, failure or that you know the the lack of winning, the losing, the losing? Yes, is that is that the is it's that what you brought me term. on? Because that's the theme. The no, theme we're gonna losing. no, we're gonna talk about wins here. Is that what my lower half. third's gonna say? Loser. Loser. Subject matter expert, losing. Subject matter, lo <laughs> subject matter expert on losing. Thank you losing very it much. All, gaining it wow. all. I'm I'm humbled by that introduction. Thank no, you, Valerie. No, 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 they, you no. You know, I just you 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 have been so open about the fact that things don't always go yeah. right, and not everyone does that. So but, you, you know, know that's right. But comedy comedy helps you with that comedy. Comedy really helps you be comfortable being vulnerable. And I, and I remember the first time, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm, I, I seriously, I'm getting upset now. My, it just butterflies right now. And I'm not okay. kidding. Okay. Thinking about the first time to do stand up in a, in a New York City comedy club, I, was, I really was, I was so frightened. But it, 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 you know, when you start off, you're just kind of writing punchline joke, punchline joke. There's, there's not necessarily how much of meaning to it. But as you, as you get into it more, you realize what matters and what, what really matters is when you share your struggles and you find a way to make that uh, uh, tolerable with laughter. Yeah. And when people start coming up to you after a show and they say, oh my gosh, I, I, I went through the same thing. Something very different, but still that same uh, you know, feeling of isolation or depression or whatever it is. Then you like realize, okay, yeah. You, you feel as you, you realize that you feel and you feel like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm doing something that matters here in my life finally. So that's one thing it, comedians do. I think, I think comedians are, they, they need to be in a place where it's a little easier to be vulnerable um, for sure. And I, I think that's, uh, that's part of it. I think I got, I think I got way off the topic. We were talking about losing. Now I, now I remember what I wanted to say about losing. <laughs> Listen, I got, I got divorced about five or six years, five or six years ago. And that's a, ah, that's a tough time. No matter how amicable it is, it's so yeah. difficult for people, especially if you have kids. Yeah. And so, um, 
and I just withdrew. I just, I, I just felt so unworthy. And I withdrew from everything, from my friends, from really good friends. I was in a church. I withdrew from my church. I withdrew from my faith. And, uh, and I, I went through that again last year with COVID. I just withdrew from everybody. Mm. And so the most important thing, lesson for me is to realize that to be aware of when I'm withdrawing. Okay. And to be, be very intentional about saying, okay, I got it. I need to stay connected somehow. And a lot of times I'll just, I'll, I will just make myself accept one invitation for something. I, I mean, now it's even remote, um, but that's, that's what I've learned from, from losing is do not withdraw. And we all, I think it's human nature. We have that tendency to, yeah. to, to pull away from our friends, even when people reach out, uh, just to say, I'm not good enough. Or at least that's what I think I deal with is I feel like I'm not good enough to have this friendship. Why would I even mm. reply? And um, it, those, it, when I got to a point where I started saying yes to things and accepting invitations, uh, my life really changed in a big way. Well, and one of the things I really love about what you just said was just the self-awareness piece. Like that yeah. is just a huge, huge um, benefit. I, I just know, um, so we, we, we went through a, a seven or eight year journey of infertility and got to the point of doing IVF. And I was scared to death of pumping my body with all these hormones, you know, like, oh gosh, Jekyll, Jekyll and Hyde complex going on here. And I, what I did is I put a post-it on my bathroom mirror that said, remember, don't trust your emotions. So that during that season, while I was, um, you know, pumping my body with all these hormones and not sure, like, how am I going to, you know, am I going to be really frustrated or super, you know, wanting to cry every moment to just say, this is not normal and move on. And it helped so much. So I'm, you know, just you saying that about walking through hard times, that self self-awareness to say, this is what's going on. And I need to take these other steps to not let yourself kind of spiral down, but having that self-awareness, I think is really helpful. So yeah. I'm so glad you said that. I didn't realize that we, we had my wife at the time and I went through the similar, the same thing. Really? And uh, yeah. And one of the, one of the things that sadly, it's so sad that when you struggle with infertility, one of the big challenges is, is who do you let into this world, who, right. into the world you're dealing with? Yeah. You know, because once you start telling, even when you tell parents, they're going to be so concerned, rightfully so, but you got to, you got to be very careful about who you let into that exactly. and let you know. And because, you know, when, when people check it, how, how are things going? Have you heard anything? You know, well, what's next? Are you going to go get more? Those are not, you don't want to hear any of those questions. Right. They all, they it's all, all helpful, lead. but it's all hard. <laughs> That's right. It all leads your mind to, uh, unfortunately, a very, I, I think a very, it can be hopeless. Yeah. Response. It's like, yeah. I, you know, I don't know. We don't know. You, nobody knows until. Until you do know. That's right. <laughs> and then you, you have to decide when you're ready to share things and all that fun stuff. Oh my so. gosh. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that, that one little post-it, man, that thing, that thing saved me so many times, you know, cause you just get frustrated with things and you're pro and you know, it was a lot of it was during some of this uncertain time uh, that we've had in the last year. So, you know, Emotions are high one way or the other. 
but I think the self-awareness of just knowing this is not my normal, Yeah. you know, or this is not really who I am. This might be how I'm feeling today, but this is not, this is not who I am. And being able to move on, I think can be a huge asset when you're walking through, you know, whether it's business, your career, or, you know, some of these harder emotional things that happen in our personal lives. So yeah, that, that, that's a really important, that's an important step. It's just that awareness. You're right about that. I, I totally agree with that. I have a mentor, uh, this guy named John, who, who he, as he phrases it, he says, look, put your emotions in the back seat. Don't mm. let them drive your life. You know, when you feel them, you know, feel them, but put them in the back seat yeah. and, and don't let them tempt you into going and, you know, eating something that you don't want to eat, you know, because right. you're making a bad call on, you know, having a, eating an entire ice cream cake right. from Baskin Robbins. Not that I've ever done that. <laughs> anyway, I, yeah. I have quite the sweet tooth, so I'm not even going to, I'm not even <laughs> no going to make, okay. I'm not going to even implicate myself here by <laughs> sharing too much. <laughs> uh, well, cool. So, okay. Hard times. We all have them, but what's one experience where you've really seen and experienced a really fun win? One went, uh, there, there, let's see, there's a couple that come to mind. One was this, um, a, a holiday party I did for an accounting firm in, in December. That was this past a, December, this past December. Yeah. Great. That was, that was a lot of fun because they were, you know, an accounting firm They're they're, you, you know, they're, they're, they're not the people who rush to comedy as a solution. Right. But I had, I, I really liked the CEO. I had a great conversation with him and I think he trusted me. He, after talking, he trusted me that I wanted to come in and I wanted to really listen and understand what people were struggling with. And, and I shared with him how I was going to use humor to, to touch on some of those things. Uh, and, and also opened up and talked about my struggle as well. I think when you do that and you're vulnerable and you say, look, this is what I've been through. Yeah. Um, pe people, you can, you earn trust that way. Exactly. So that was so fun. Uh, I guess I was a little nervous on thinking, okay, how's this going to go with a bunch of accountants, but it was so much fun. And, and then at the end of the, the zoom, we, all these people stayed on after the session and just wanted to talk you know, about, Hey, this, I, I'm glad you told that story about hiking because I've started to do that as well. And, uh, it, it's really, I think people are so desperate to feel connected now they're, they're and they just really need that. You know, we need that as humans. And that yeah. was, that was a huge win. And that kind of helped me see, all right, this is, this is all going to work out. You know, this, this is, this is a place where I can actually, um, add some meaning to the situation and maybe have an impact on folks. That's awesome. Okay. So as people are thinking about, I mean, because not everyone's a comedian, but at the same time, we all can infuse some of these same kind of strategies on some level into our communication with others and ultimately communication with whether it's a client, our coworker, uh, prospective customer, like whatever the case may be. If you were to give somebody some advice of like, hey, here's like one or two quick things that you could do mm -hmm. that would be a quick win for you to kind of get your name out there, get yourself noticed, get yourself really just providing value to people, what what would you tell them? 
Well, if we're, if we're talking about uh, exploring comedy to this end, yeah. uh, uh, here's, here's what I'd say. I'd say, start with learning how to write a caption for Instagram, for your Instagram mm -hmm. photos. Just start there. And to give you a suggestion on how to go about it, one comedy tool you can look at is uh, uh, irony. You, you know, you can think mm -hmm. about, and, and here's how I approach irony is I'll, I'll take a bunch of different photos or, or just go to your own Instagram feed and take a look at it, see what you have. And look at that picture and think from an outsider's view, uh, write down what's happening in that photo, what you think is happening. I uh, and love I, that. And write it down. You actually have to write it down. And then look at that, stare at that description for a bit and then flip it. Just ask yourself, what's the exact opposite of what's happening there? And see where that takes you. See how that opens up your mind. And and think now. This I'm gonna get off irony for a second. There's I also love saying, okay, what could have happened just before this photo was taken? Oh, and that's what's fun. Go, what's gonna happen right after? And just see where that where that goes. Like one I one I saw that was so good that killed me is um, when we were all when social distancing was just becoming a thing. Uh, somebody posted on Facebook this picture of a, of a, of a crowd of like, you know, 5,000 people out. Like, I think, I think like on the mall at Washington, DC. Right. And it was an event. They, they made it an event with that big photo of everybody crowded together. And it said, uh, uh, March, they called it March to stop the spread. And it was an invitation to go to this <laughs> event. And, uh, the, and then it, on there it's also the check mark it was going you know they checked on going you know interested or going and that killed me for some reason i just thought that was hysterical <laughs> and the thing is i think i think humor you know the one of the things you want to stay away from with humor of course is, is religion and politics and i and never to keep profanity out of it don't you right know, don't ever get into you know working blue as we say in comedy okay but uh especially in the office but i think also and, and of course, you want to make sure that, it, that the joke cannot be misunderstood as pointing at a particular group of people, uh, you know, where, you know, religion, race, whatever it is. Yeah. You don't want to, you don't want, you don't want anybody to misunderstand it as like, okay, this is, this is making fun of a particular group. But if you, if you start with a pain point, a customer's pain point, mm. back to your question on how you can help yourself as a marketer, look at your customer's pain point that they're dealing with. And think about, okay, what, what would the world look like if there was no help for this pain point, if there was no solution to this pain point? Right. And just, just exaggerate it. You, you want to apply another comedy principle is hyperbole. You just exaggerate it to the nth degree and say, what would things look like if we had no control over stopping this problem? And, uh, and then kind of paint a picture of what the world would look like um, with that. And you're, the thing is, if you, you're going to be safe focusing on a pain point and a behavior that needs to change. Uh, but also your customers, you build empathy with them. Right. Because they see immediately, wow, she's been listening to me. She understands mm -hmm. what my problem is. She gets it and she knows it so well, she can make a joke out of it or just add a little bit of humor to it. So that's, that. that's a great place to start. Yeah. Yeah. I love those practical things you can try with an Instagram picture or whatnot. Cause you know, you could just pull up anybody's Instagram photo, not even your own. That's and right. Kind of play around with some of that, uh, you know, just situational thinking to help stretch your mind a little bit. So I love that. And that'll also help help you kind of think through 
communication too of how how am I best communicating some of these ideas, whether it's going to end up being serious or it's going to have some comedy. So I, I love that. That's great. So um, if people want to get more from you, they want to laugh a little bit more in their life. Where can they find you? Uh, on my, if you go to the website, it, which is just my name, uh, Tim and Washer is like Maytag. Uh, com. I uh, have links to YouTube and and you know some other Facebook. There's there's I post some funny things on Facebook. I try to yeah. every time I post something on Facebook, I try to come up with a funny caption. Sometimes I just like uh, like yesterday I just posted I. It was a pretty sunrise, and I just said, you know what, I'm just putting it up there. I don't. Yeah, it's just part of your me. life. Yeah, right. So, but but there's some fun things there, and uh, okay. yeah. Great. Yeah. So YouTube, Facebook, and TimWasher.com. That's right, and That's all the, all the links. If you go to TimWasher.com, you'll see all the links to everything else. Perfect. That's easy enough to to remember. TimWasher.com. Well, Tim, thank you so much for sharing your insights into just how comedy. Uh, it's going to change the world here and you are part of it. So thank you, Tim, for joining us. Yeah. Thanks so much, Valerie. If you liked what you just heard, please hit subscribe to make sure you don't miss any of our future episodes. And while you're at it, go ahead and leave us a review that not only helps us out, but it helps others discover great interviews just like this one.